Welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Blake, Tyler, and Rob. And that's why they call me. Welcome in and hello from where we are to where you are. This is the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome in for the first time, or if you're a, you're a newcomer, I already said that, a recomer. There we go. Uh, welcome <laughs> back in. Uh, I'm your host, Blake. You know, as always, I'm here, but not as always, joined by Tyler and Rob, just Rob tonight. You know, Tyler's gone, Rob's here. It's going to be an interesting podcast because Blake is in control of everything. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, the, the the plus, there will be a lot less digs at Blake during this podcast. So, hey, thumbs up for that. Yeah, and I'm going to play uh, the you know the bigger character here and not try to dig at Tyler personally throughout this podcast. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Well, you usually compared to Tyler, you are the bigger person. Also true. I am uh, literally. Much more massive, let's say. Yeah, that's a good word for it. So, Rob, how are you feeling after uh, week two of NFL and fantasy football? I mean, this last week was crazy. I mean, it was we'll go into fucking insane. Stuff, but it, it was it was crazy. There were so many comebacks. I mean, Miami for one, the Jets for another. I mean, just it was it was insane. So I had no idea what was going to happen up until the final whistle. I guess the only. The only game that was not a mystery was the Bills game, which is kind of how that went week one. So I guess the Bills, uh, this just in, they're good. Yeah. Uh, also, not a surprise was the other Monday night game. Uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings absolutely fell apart on primetime. Yeah, he's now two and ten in primetime games, which is great. <laughs> so um, mad. <laughs> worst ever uh, for somebody with a minimum of ten starts uh, on primetime. So. Uh, go Kirk Cousins. Uh, you're the boss, I guess. Yeah, speaking of primetime, a little bit of preview for week three because Dallas Giants play Monday night. Uh, Daniel Jones is 0 of 8 on primetime football. Oh. oh, so he's he's trying to get up there in Cousins territory, huh? Yeah, he's 0 of 8 and Cooper Rush is 2 and 0 as, a, as the Cowboys starter. Oh, that is that is <laughs> weirdness. That's God. Here, here's, here's the thing before we get into news or whatever is next what if cooper rush wins this game what the hell is gonna go on in dallas we're gonna have a jet situation where it's like hey you know you can come back when you're 110 percent healthy uh because nobody's ever 110 percent uh i don't know a lot of money invested in dak but if if cooper rush wins all these games before he comes back what what the hell i don't know so there is actually, in all seriousness, something I saw and or read um, that Dak needs to take some notes from Cooper Rush, not in, you know, how to be a great quarterback or a leader or anything like that. It's Dak needs to take some notes in Cooper Rush on how he plays the offense in not always looking for the big play. He Cooper Rush right. takes what is given to him. He throws the, throws the underneath. He doesn't force it in between defenders. 
He doesn't, he doesn't try to try to carry the team on his back. He just does what takes what's given to him. And that's something that Dak could really learn. Cause he's got all the talent, all the leadership. He just, he bites off too much is Dak's biggest yep. weakness. Yeah. I'll agree with that. And he's not the, you know, he can be accurate, but he's not, he's not so he's not Pat Mahomes good where he can squeeze it into those tight windows down the field. Like those guys can, he's a good quarterback, but he's not that good. And so he does need to take what, the defense has given him and and spread the ball around and and not worry about getting 25 getting eight or getting seven something exactly all righty let's uh you want to move into some news and notes let's do it So let's go with, I actually got some news bullet points here. I mean, the biggest one or the most uh, prolific one is Mike Evans got suspended for one week and the suspension was upheld after being, you know, attempted to be arbitrated or whatever the hell that term is. Yeah. um, It was the same arbitrator that arbitrated his last time he was suspended uh, against the saints so you pretty much knew it was going to be upheld. I mean, what, what's his, you know, what's his defense going to be? He, he Tom had Brady two choices. Tom Brady did it, or it wasn't me. It wasn't <laughs> these, me. The one thing is for certain: these teams do not like each other. Right. Yeah. The old adage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So if you own Mike Evans, yeah, he's not going to be playing. And if you own Tom Brady. Half of his receiver core, well, I, most of his receiving core is uh, hurt or suspended so so badly that they went and signed um, somebody this week. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later. <laughs> but yeah, well, the somebody right. is the Beasel train. The Beasel train's back, baby. Uh, let's see. Marlon Mack has been upgraded from the 49ers practice squad uh, with the, you know, the already injury to Elijah Mitchell, but also the new injury to Travis Davis Price. I forget his first name, but Davis Price like injured, that. Uh, ankle sprain out for a couple weeks. So they've moved Marlon Mack up to it. So it's Marlon Mack. I mean, the order is questionable at best, but, you know, the running backs there, we got Marlon Mack, Jordan Mason, and Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I mean, all this does really is give them, you know, another body, which is what they need. There's a there's a rookie that's going to get the, the carries that Frazier's brother got, um, you know, last or this last week until he got hurt. Um, that's a joke, by the way. David Hyde Pierce was Frazier's brother. Get it? <laughs> yeah. I don't. If I have to explain, it's probably not a good joke, or it's just an old man joke of which I'm one. Uh, anyway, it's 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 going to be uh, Jeff Wilson's show until he gets hurt, which he usually does. So ride that train while you can and. Hope he makes it through the game. But yeah. being a San Francisco running back probably won't. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Jeff Wilson uh, as primary back. Marlon Mack will be there to be, I think, the change of pace back. And then uh, Mason is going to remain where he has been on special teams work. So probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had list. I have written down disappointments. Oh, that's because it's a new headline. Um 
We'll get into that in a second. Let's go to the injuries that I've got listed down here. Trey Lance, the biggest one from last week. Yeah. Broken yeah. ankle, season-ending injury. Went into surgery immediately. I mean, it's Jimmy Garoppolo's show out there. I th- I'd say upgrade most of your pass catchers there. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, people were like, oh, you're giving it to Trey Lance, fine. Why are you keeping Garoppolo around? Around, You know, he had his shoulder surgery late on purpose so they couldn't really deal him um he ends up signing you know a lucrative backup deal for i mean lucrative for a backup he's making less money than he did as a starter but still and now after week two he's the starter for the rest of the year um so we'll have to i mean he could put them in a bad situation here if garoppolo takes them to the playoffs um and they get somewhere, then what? They're going to just say, yep, yeah, thanks again, Garoppolo. Uh, we're going to go back to Trey Lance. I don't know. That's a mess now that they've created themselves. Yeah. And I think, I don't remember the exact terms of it, but in his contract, it was every game he starts, he or plays most, the majority of the game as a starter, he gets like 250 grand. So he's going to make bank. I, I think it's year. like over 300. It might be 350 because somebody asked him, you know, you just made 300. And he goes, yeah, yeah I know what my contract <laughs> says. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he's going to do pretty good this year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I read that Traylon Burks is dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he's coming out of, you know, a very piss poor Titans offense, but as the leading receiver, I don't know if you've heard anything about this ankle issue. Yeah, I don't know if it's something that's that just cropped up or if it's left over from the game. Um, you know, it's something that bears monitoring. I mean, that, that Titans offense, as we saw, when they're playing an elite defense, they can't do anything. I mean, Henry, if, if, if you're a Henry owner and he didn't score that touchdown, you got garbage for points because he didn't, I don't even know if he broke 30 yards uh, on, you know, like 15 carries or something. So yeah, it's, it's not looking good. And if you take him out, then what is it? Bobby trees and a bunch of nobodies. It's, it's not great. Um, Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. So here's where I want to talk about the Tampa Bay receivers. Julio, yeah. we're not sure what's going on with him. Chris Godwin tweaked that hamstring after in that in week one after coming off the ACL recovery. Um, Mike Evans is suspended. Russell Gage is also still dealing with some banged up issues. So that really that leaves what? Uh, maybe, maybe Gage, Rashad Perryman, and uh, newly signed Cole Beasles. Right. And, and Perriman was limited in practice. Now he's probably fine. They're probably all these limited guys on Wednesday because they're, they are so short suited at receiver. They're probably giving most of these guys Wednesday off. So that's why they, the, with the limited tag, we'll, we'll see really what they've got Thursday and Friday, but you, you gotta be scared of this Tampa offense right now and not in a good scare. Um, not like you're scared of their defense, which is a good scare. Uh, their offense is is kind of pitiful right now, and I think great Brady's got to be rethinking his coming back. Yeah, well, it makes me uh, regret drafting Brady. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you're full of regrets there. Yeah, so I want to talk about some uh, potential fantasy disappointments here in the news section. I'm just I'm going to I'm going to rattle a couple names off here, and okay. I just want you to hit on them if you think they are someone that we sh- you should hang on to and keep giving chances or, you know, bail out on and try to trade or something. Ah, so the old Fisher cut bait. Basically. Basically. Right. We're going to start with Delvin Cook. Uh, I don't really have the stats pulled up in front of me, but it's not been very good. Uh, no. 
let's see, uh, 20, 20 carries for 90 yards in week one, six for 17 last week, and the receiving work has been minimal at best. I mean, week one is good. I mean, that that's a decent showing. You know, he breaks one more and he gets over 100 and you're a happy camper. When you get to 90, you know, I'm not going to shake a stick at you. This last one, they could not get anything going uh, in that game. Um, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, Philly is a good team and they have a good front four. But still, it, it, every time they ran the ball, it seemed like they just wanted to run it in the pile. They didn't try to get him outside. They didn't try to do any misdirection or anything like that they just I, i'm i'm not enamored with the play calling um it, it doesn't help that minnesota dropped the ball about 50 times in that game monday night um so they didn't help cousins out at all um but i would fish i would continue to fish he's dalvin cook he's gonna do fine all right zeke elliott uh mm-hmm. just so happens both these players on my team uh it's disappointing to be honest, but Zeke <laughs> has 10 carries to 52 and 15 carries for 53. And again, extremely minimal work in the past game, like one catch out on two targets for negative yards in both games. Yeah. Um, so in both games, they started out the first half is where he got most of his yards and they seem to go away from him in the second half. Um, unless the play calling changes which I don't have faith that it will. I don't believe you can expect much more than teens to 60 out of him. And if he's going to drop passes like he did in the last game, uh, you know, wide open on swing passes and just knock them down like they're like he's swatting at wasps, then I don't think you can expect much more. So, I mean, he's not a cut bait candidate, you know, you're not getting rid of him, but boy, until he starts to show something, I don't know how you can start him. Alrighty, uh, another running back I want to talk about is Derrick Henry. You mentioned on him before. Uh, something we didn't touch is Tyler Luan, uh, best offensive lineman for the Titans. Uh, I haven't heard anything else, but the last thing I heard was that they were saying there was probably going to be a season-ending injury for Tyler Luan. Ooh, so if that um, happens, that's bad. That's bad. Yes. Uh, so Derrick Henry currently number thirty-one at the at the position in our league. 21 carries for 82 in week one, 13 carries for 25 yards in week two with one touchdown. That's 16 points through two weeks for King Henry. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't get the passing work in that offense, um, there's nothing for him to lean on if the running game's not working. And when you lose your best offensive lineman, at, at, that doesn't bode well either. Um, you know, teams are run blitzing. They're catching him in the, in the backfield, which, you know, if you if you're going to tackle Henry, you get him before he gets ahead of steam going, and you can get him down. Um, I mean, I would feel I would feel very shaky. I mean, you got to put him out there because you spent a top five pick on him. You got to keep putting him out there, but you got to temper your expectations for sure uh, going forward with him. Yeah, I I don't know what else to say there. It's 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 disappointing. But if you listen to the medical podcast we had. You know, a lot of us, including uh, the doc, were not real high on him this year. Are you looking at trying to sell or trying to move Henry? Or do you kind of hang on and hope? See, here's the thing. Uh, Forget our league, just in general. If you can find somebody who likes the name and it's like, oh, I can get Derrick Henry for these two pieces for, you know, a, a lower running back and a receiver or something, you know, they might jump at it. But I don't know anybody in our league that would 
that doesn't pay a little bit of attention who would do that because yeah. Henry's like taking on, you know, a, a, you know, leaking baggage right now. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about one quarterback. I wanted to hit on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, currently number 26 at position through two weeks. I mean, it's not looking great. He has exactly 30 points through, through, through two weeks as a quarterback, 195 and zero, uh, a pick and a fumble in week one, 234 and two against Minnesota, Chicago, which really does that count, uh, yeah. but also a fumble. So where, where are you thinking Aaron Rodgers is at as far as a you know sit, start, hang on to, trade kind of candidate? So you can kind of throw the first game out, just like last year, for whatever reason, probably because they don't play their people like a lot of teams in the preseason. They came out of the gate really terrible last year, um, and they came out of the gate terrible this year. I think what you can expect for Rodgers without Devontae Adams is what you got last week. You're going to get in the twos and two touchdowns and maybe a turnover uh, or two. So if you're – and what is that? 20-some points, something like that. If, yeah. if you're okay with trotting Aaron Rodgers out there for – you know, 25, you're hoping maybe he gets another touchdown or sometime breaks 300, but that's it's not going to be like Aaron Rodgers of old. They want to run the ball uh, with this team and play defense. So that's what you can expect out of him is in the twos and two touchdowns most weeks. All righty. Mac Jones right. type numbers. Hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Mac Jones type numbers. That's right. That's what you're getting out of Macaroni Jones is about – 245 to 260 and two touchdowns and probably a pick and a, and maybe a fumble or something like that. It's he's going to be Mac Jones as far as fantasy goes. All right. Any other news notes? Yeah. You want to hit on before we move into our transactions? Now let's hit it. Let's hit them trannies. Don't say that. Don't say that again. This shit's unbelievable. I checked the accounts receivable. It's inconceivable to think that you would fuck with me on the brink of my transactions. Oh, boy. So that is one of the worst things I've heard you accidentally say. <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way. I was just like shortening transactions. That's why I said whoops right away because I realized what I said. <laughs> That's an oopsie. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, interesting for sure. Um, yeah, moving on. Yeah, so we're, we're going to start at the bottom here and work our way up because it was a pretty big waiver week. Uh, so let's go, let's start in the, the zero bids and see, and, you know, and move into the, the actual money. So down at zero uh, added to the back door snakes was the Cowboys defense dropping the Bengals and Irv Smith Jr. dropping Cole Komet. Um, someone tried to put in a Monty tried to put in a zero dollar bid on Tua that was dead on arrival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reapers add the Chargers, drop the Broncos. Albert O added for zero dollars to the Wieners. Um, Evan Ingram added to T beat me out at for three bucks. T also tried to throw in three dollars at Tua that was retarded. Um, Daryl Williams added to T for six, dropping MVS. Uh, everybody foresaw the MVS drop. I mean, you drafted him, yeah. you're basically wasting a roster spot. Yeah, agreed. Ooh, hello, that's a text message. 
Um, let's see. Jared Goff added to the backdoor hot snakes for $9, dropping Justin Fields. Uh, and that was a, I'm just going to say, because it's me, that was a backup to in case I didn't get Tua, which I didn't, obviously. And Rob, I'm really upset about that still. But here's yeah, here's I'm what sorry. I saw when I opened up, because you can't open up your the offers report on your phone. So when I opened this screen up, prep for the podcast, I saw that the Fighting Hedgehogs added Logan Thomas for $15, no other bids but dropped Noah Fant. Now, for those who remember our post-draft podcast, a, <laughs> a bet was made between the Fighting Hedgehogs owner, Ryan, and the Fantasy Reapers owner, Tyler, our own host here, uh, that Noah Fant would be the leading target uh, recipient for the Seahawks. And with him dropping Noah Fant, that does not bode well for, for Ryan on that bet. Yeah, they kind of they kind of bailed on the whole throwing to tight ends there in uh in Seattle. So probably a good move, you know, to cut bait and get somebody that's actually getting targets and me- meaningful targets. So yeah, good move by him. Um, also, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar added to the Fighting Hedgehogs after a big week for fifteen dollars. That's thirty dollars spent by Fighting Hedgehogs this week, dropping Sky Moore. And now to us, sixteen dollars failed from Reapers and twenty-two failed from me. The reason why I'm so annoyed is because I had dropped it from twenty-two uh, from thirty-seven dollars, and I still would have lost to Fly Eagles Fly forty-one, which is very annoying. Yeah, and before I raised it to forty-one, I had it at twenty-one, so I would have lost it by like a couple bucks. So I'm glad I put it back up. Yeah, I had to. I lost Trey Lance and. You know, we've seen Russell Wilson not do great so far this year. You know, that offense has taken a little time to gel. So I needed – Tua was the last guy that had the potential. I mean, we saw it last week. You know, he's probably going to get the Macaroni Jones type numbers most weeks, but he has two great receivers. Uh, so he can bust out at any time. Um, and I need that potential. So I decided to throw the hammer down and put some money down. Yeah, and I was – uh, you know, I'm mostly all right with Jared Goff as my addition instead of Tua. I just was really wanting Tua. Yeah, well, Goff's been doing fine, especially at home. He's been playing very well at home. <clears throat> no trades yet. Still waiting no. on that. Oh, nope. Sorry. I, haven't, I, I, think, I think a couple have been offered, but they haven't been accepted, so... Trying to get to my bumpers here. Um, all right, let's go into. And I just got to find it. Do, there it is. We we're gonna do matchups. Oh no, we're gonna do. Oh, it's the game time. Hello. Do you want to play a game? All right, this week's edition of Blake's Over-Unders is titled, Dude, Where's My PPR? (laughs) I was so proud of myself when I came up with that. Um, So yeah, this week I got three players that are, were more or less 
you know, hyped in the fantasy community of being pretty good PPR uh, targets for fantasy this year, and thus far have more or less, di- di- uh, you know, disappointed. All right. Number one, I think is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. It's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts last week, two receptions on three targets for 19 yards, making him four receptions on 10 targets for 38 yards on the season. Disappointing at best. I mean, yeah, especially where you where you drafted him, the capital you used to get him, you were expecting at a minimum, you know, eight targets a game, you know, six receptions, the ability to get over 100, but give me at least 70, you know, something like that. You're expecting in the teens every time. Yeah, so my over-unders this week are real tempered by the uh, performances thus far. And so I'm setting my over-under here for Kyle Pitts at over-under four and a half receptions this week at Seattle. Wow. So I know their coach got a bunch of questions about it. He came up with a goofy thing about how, oh, well, it's, you know, Kyle Pitts, he takes away the coverage so that, you know, so-and-so, Drake London can do things and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not what you drafted Kyle Pitts to do, not to be – a guy that takes coverage away. You drafted him to be this amazing once in a lifetime tight end that plays like a receiver. So based on that, you know, I think it's the Allen Robinson effect where he didn't do anything first week and they got him a touchdown and several targets and catches this last week. I'll, 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 I'll say that the talent comes through and that they scheme him some things and I'm going to go over four and a half. I think that's crazy. It probably is. I'm going with five. <laughs> so that's over four and a half. <laughs> All right. Next up, I've got a running back who on the season so far, last week, what is this? Yeah, last week, nine carries for 20 yards and three catches for 33 yards. Travis Etienne. Ugh. You're hitting me um, right in the right in the solar plexus with that one. Yeah. So my question to you, I didn't write down his uh, season stats thus far, but my question to you: Does he have over under fifteen and a half touches this week against the Chargers? Based on the fact that the Chargers are beat up, and the fact that they just Robinson won't go away. You could probably slice both of his Achilles and he'd still play, um, which I'm hoping somebody does. Anyone, you know, Dude, he's such a, he's heart. a great bell cow back. And I don't remember no. somebody challenged me on that earlier in the podcast season and they were a fool. Well, somebody needs to Tanya Harding, that guy. Um, I'm going to say under. Under 15 touches. Yep. All right. My last one again hitting you right where it hurts oh god uh, would you just look at my team no not really i looked at disappointing uh one disappointing person <laughs> at each position tight end running back and receiver uh so Great. right now we're, we're talking about Allen robinson okay someone who you know fuck before last year uh alan robinson was always the ppr hog on a bad offense uh right. last year was bad coaching we all chalked it up to that and now he's going out to you know the gun machine that is Matt Stafford in the Rams offense and just 
Not great. Um, last week. He did, yeah, he did good last week. Last, last week was fine. Five of seven for 65. I think that's what I wrote yeah. down and a touchdown. Yeah. The first week was terrible. That was like first one for was eight. One for terrible. Yeah. yeah, one for eight or something. Yeah. So the, the the question is there is was it the squeaky wheel or was it the place? Was it the, the scheme? Who knows? Does the squeaky wheel keep getting the grease? So my question to you is Allen Robinson over or under 45 and a half receiving yards this week at Arizona. Over. Arizona's terrible. Yeah, Arizona is terrible, but also the Raiders only scored 20 points against them with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. Yeah, the Raiders are a fool's gold. I think the Rams are still good. Um, I, I, I'm going over 45 yards. All right. Well, that's all I had for my over-unders. All right. What is our next segment? Is that matchups? I think it is. It is. Let's do it. All right. Let me uh, keep talking here until I find the matchups bumper because I don't know what it is. Who's uh, while you're doing that? Who's our first matchup? Uh oh. I 100% don't know the matchups bumper, so we're gonna play this one. Okay. All right, so we'll have to wait until Tyler hears this, if I I guessed right or not. Um, Um, You, I can tell you, you 100% guessed right. (laughs) Nailed it. That was the matchup bumper, so way to go, Blake. All right, our first matchup that we're going to talk about tonight is Testicle T at... Here's Tubby. Um, let me grab my dice real quick. There we go. Okay. So tes- Testicle T is on the road at 0-2 versus here's Tubby coming off his first win at 1-1. One one. Uh, do you remember what the which one odd or even was the thing? Uh, odd is home, so Tubby would be odd and T would be even. Cool. Um, I have right. the spread. I have the I have the grand spreadsheet, but fuck all if I remember how to or can figure out how to run this without breaking Tyler's algorithms. Uh, it'll be fine. Uh, I'm gonna roll a D10 today. Okay, sounds good. So, alrighty. So, all right. home team first. Here's Tubby. Has Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has looked hot as hot can be from a fa- fantasy quarterback perspective. Um, he is at Washington, who's not that great of a defense. But Testicle no. T has Jared Allen or Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen. Why did I say, why did I say Jared Allen? Uh, he's the defensive player, I believe. Um, Josh Allen's playing at Miami. Right. I mean, this is a really marquee matchup. Um, and until proven otherwise, I'm giving it to Josh Allen. But of anybody so far this year, this is a first quarterback that can give him a run that can keep up um is Jalen Hurts so yeah 
it, it, is, it could be close, but it's Josh Allen. Yeah, probably the, the highest profile quarterback matchup that we're going to go through, I, I want to say, without looking at anything beforehand. Yeah. This will probably be the highest scoring quarterback matchup. Uh, well, fuck, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float Jalen Hurts because I think he has more of a rushing upside than Josh Allen does. And also Washington and Carson Wentz have showed that they can put up points too. Like they'll, they'll throw well, it over so the can, yard as well. So can Miami, evidently. Yeah, and so that and so that's the the leading factor is J, I think Jalen Hurts rushes more, and it's keyed in for him to rush more than it is Josh Allen to rush. All right, very slight edge, very very slight. Running backs: Tubby has James Conner against the Rams and Josh Jacobs at Tennessee versus Derrick Henry against the Raiders and Javante Williams home against the 49ers for testicle team. Uh, this one's pretty easy, even though we poo-pooed Derrick Henry earlier. Vegas is not the Bills' defense. Uh, that defensive line rotates so many people in that it's really hard to do anything against them. And Javante Williams, even though San Francisco's a good defense also, he doesn't have to run. He can get, you know, 11 targets in a game. Um, Connor's coming off an angle injury. He may play. We don't know for sure. And Josh Jacobs, it seems like they're not happy with him for whatever reason. The, 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 they don't like to use him that much. So give me Henry and Williams. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, definitely a um, instant regret draft pick for the Raiders for some reason. Uh, yeah, right. Like as a rookie, they pretended to like use him by – they pretended to look at him, and then after his rookie season, we're like, "Yeah, we uh, we don't like you." It turns out, you got an yeah. ugly face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, receivers in this matchup: Tubby has Devontae Adams at Tennessee and Christian Kirk at the Chargers, versus Gabe Davis at Miami and Amon Ra St. Brown, the Sun God himself, at Minnesota for T. I mean, Adams should do well against Tennessee. Adams is Adams. Kirk has been, you know, actually, you know, pretty good. He's averaging in the 20s, I think. Uh, so you can probably depend on that. Amon Ra has been the main guy for Detroit. So I guess it just all hinges on is Gabe Davis actually going to play or not. Um, so what – oh, sorry, go ahead. So I was just going to say, just based on that, I'm going Kirk and Adams. So I wanted to talk to you about Devontae Adams. I didn't – find a good place to fit it in in our anything other segment so Devontae Adams against what is supposed to be a atrocious Cardinals defense and secondary oh mm -hmm. seven targets but only two catches last week for 12 yards he got lucky with the touchdown on one of those two catches but what's the what kind of bounce back are you looking at for Devontae Adams this week um Yes, I, I think he will do fine against Tennessee. We saw what a number one did this last week with Josh Allen and uh, Diggs. So, and that was without Gabe Davis, right? I believe so, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that Vegas should be able to do something here with Devontae Adams against, against the Titans. Um, I didn't watch, obviously, Arizona – the Arizona game, except just highlights on red zone. So I don't know how they defended Devontae. I don't know if they dared Waller, you know, because Waller actually got work. 
if, if they dared everybody else and said, Devonte, you're not doing anything, you know, much like uh, Philly did with uh, Jefferson yesterday, you know, put their best guy on and followed him everywhere. And, and they in Minnesota couldn't do anything. So I, I don't know how they defended him, but I do think he's, he's due for a bounce back. I don't think that he'll be limited two games in a row. Okay. <clears throat> So let's go into tight ends. We've got Mark Andrews at New England for Tubby and Kyle Pitts at Seattle for Testicle T. Um, So here's the funny thing, because we talked about Pitts in the beginning. And if you went into this year and saw this matchup, you go, oh, God, how even is this? Now, this is Mark Andrews in a landslide. Right. You you want to say just on the names, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> right. Um, no, this is this is Andrews easy. So I did. We didn't talk about it during because it was over my in my over under segment. Uh, is Kyle Pitts? Where would you classify him in your, you know, hold on to and wait and see? You know, try to oh, shop you, you or you have to hold on to him. Um, he's he is a guy. So he started out so last year and then came on. If you you have to hold on to him. If he continues to do poorly, his stock will go down. So you have to make that decision as an owner. Do I hit while his name's still high? I mean, because somebody would still trade for Pitts thinking, oh, he's bound to hit. But if you hang on to him for four, five, six weeks and he still is doing the same, then you're not going to get anything for him. You know what I mean? Right. So we're about at that at that point. You know, if I'm an owner, I'm giving him another week because I didn't, you know, you drafted him in the, what, the third round probably? Yeah, probably. Is, is, so... I'm, I'm hanging on to him another week. But if you want to go after him, this would be the week I'd go after him. Uh, Cal Pitts drafted 18th overall, second round. Okay, so even worse. So you you almost have to <laughs> hang on to him because that's such high draft capital. And you can't give him away for beans now. Right. So, yeah, you got to go more than two weeks. But it's All right, tough. flex flex positions. Tubby has Jerry Judy uh, home against San Francisco and Russell Gage home against Green Bay versus Mike Williams home against Jacksonville and Drake London at Seattle for the T. So I haven't heard anything about Keenan Allen and his availability. Yeah, that's a that's a good word, Rob. Availability this week. Um, we saw what Mike Williams did on his own last week, and it was awesome. And Drake London has been just fine for Atlanta. Uh, Judy. Out of the game last week with a shoulder. I don't know if he plays this week. He it's it's not for sure. He's questionable, and we already talked about Russell Gage being questionable. So as it sits, give me Williams in London. All right, we got the Eagles defense at Washington and the Steelers defense at Cleveland. Um, so Washington has played very well, um, so far this year, but the Eagles took apart a Minnesota team that looked very good against Green Bay week one. Um, Steelers are without their best defender. So just based on that, I know Cleveland's, you know, and it's Thursday. So, you know, in, in honor of Tyler, it could be a defensive game, but give me the Eagles because they can, they can return some, they can return something for a touchdown in my estimation. So I'd go Eagles. All right. Let's see. Let's take a look at both these benches together. All right. Um, so talking about Tubby, 
you don't touch you don't touch Herbert. No, you don't, you don't move Hertz out is what I mean. Um, Jarvis Landry, I think, is the only interesting piece down here. Um, do you find a spot for Jarvis Landry or, I mean, maybe even Sterling Shepard in the starting lineup? Uh, you put both of them in if Judy and Gage are ruled out, obviously. And if if one of the two is available – of, of Judy or Gage, then you put Landry in for the other. So, yes. All right. Let's take a look at testicle T. Um, I don't know. Uh, Noah Brown was recently added. I don't know if you think he has a, another big week uh, with the connection he, he has with Cooper Rush. I mean, you know, I, I, let's say Gabe Davis doesn't play again. Then you move Mike Williams in the starting lineup, and then you could, you could convince me, you know, to maybe play, um, to maybe play him, yes, to maybe play Noah Brown because he obviously has a very good connection with Cooper Rush. I mean, because he's he's a deeper backup, or he was last year, and so they played on the, um, the scout team and all that kind of stuff together. So. Yeah, I, I would consider that. You could look at Jamal Williams because, again, if Gabe doesn't play, you move William uh, Mike Williams up, and then you've got a slot position. You know, Jamal Williams has been stealing touchdowns uh, from Swift left and right, so that's a spot if you want to if you got to take a shot. Um, Atlanta's not great. You could put Rashad Penny in too, so you you have some choices if Gabe Davis goes out. All right, so let's have you take it. I didn't say at the very top here, this match was very close. As it stands, it's Tubby 143 losing to T at 144. Um, the point differential here was 1.1 points. Yeah. So we'll start with Tyler, um, and then we'll go to you, and then me and the dice. So Tyler takes okay. T in this matchup. All right. You said I was next? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to take T2 just because, as you see by all the cues on Tubby's side, he's got a lot of risk with the people he has in there, and he'll have to replace. Um, T's just got the one, and we already talked about it. He's got three different options, so I'm going to go T. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going with my gut here. Uh, I don't think Kyle Pitts turns it around. I think Mike Williams has a down week because that's all he does is be craggy. I'm taking Tubby. Ooh. Um, T to go 0-3. And the dice roll is 7, which means also Tubby. Yeah. All right. All so right. It's a, it's, a, it's a split. Our next matchup here is going to involve a lot of talking from you, Rob, um, because it is the Fantasy Reapers at 1-1 one one, hosting the Backdoor Hot Snakes at 1-1. One one. Oh, my God. Currently, this matchup is favored for the Reapers, 141 to 130. But like we said before, I will always be hanging out in the 130 lands unless my ceilings strike. All right. So, so I'll just go through each one. Well, I'll, no. I'll say the you, – you're going to say the matchups? Yes, I'll say the matchups, you but you're going to okay. do – you're doing all the analysis pretty much, all the pickings, and you're going through both these benches. All right, fine. Let's all right. It. So here we go. Reapers have Matt Stafford at Arizona. And the Snakes are throwing out Jared Goff at Minnesota. All right. I mean, 
Jared Goff has played well. Uh, we already, or both of us kind of talked about it earlier. Um, you know, on the, in the first game, or the, he's played both at home and he's gotten Ooh. 21 and 36 points. Time out, so Rob. Is- Sorry to interrupt you completely. Oh, what? I forgot Tyler offered his comments oh. on each matchup as well. Okay, so go so, ahead. Uh, on T and Tubby, uh, he said, not confident in Judy or Connor playing or playing well this week. Um, I do like the gauge play versus Green Bay. Um, this is not – there we go. Hang on a second. If Tubby was fully healthy, I'd say – oh, gosh. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That's there all right. we go. Um, we'll do a little dance. Yep. If Tubby dance. was fully healthy, I'd take them, but give me T to get off the losing schneid. Okay. Okay, there we go. Back to okay. live action. I'm, I'm not used to doing this with only one screen on a laptop, no less. Okay. Forgiven. All right, go back to your quarterback. Sorry to interrupt. Well, I was just going to say, Jared Goff has played well. I mean, he got in the 20s his first game, 30s his second, both home games. Uh, this So this is his first road game. Um, Minnesota showed against the Eagles, at least, that their defense is not any better than it was last week. Um, Arizona. Not a great D either. So just given the fact that it's Stafford versus Goff, you know, I'm evening the playing field there. So the talent wins out. I'm going to say Stafford has a better game, but Goff could do very well as well. Yeah, I think, I do think you're right in the talent wins out between Stafford and Goff. Sorry, I'm not supposed to interject here. Yeah, I was just going to say you're not supposed to interject. Just well, go to the I am. Next. I am because I'm a Detroit fan this year. Uh, I'm going to go with the grit and the grit is in Detroit and Jared Goff has, he's that dog, you know, he is. Okay. (laughs) All right. Running backs. We have, uh, Jonathan Taylor against Kansas city and Saquon Barkley against Dallas on Monday night for the Reapers versus Dalvin cook against Detroit and Zeke Elliott at the giants. Also, you jinx this already. You talked about Fisher cut bait on cook and Elliott. Yeah terrible and you got jonathan taylor uh arguably best running back in the league and saquon who seems to be resurgence resurgence resurged he seems to be doing better let's go with that and playing against a dallas team that likes to give up chunks up the middle uh give me taylor and barkley all day all right receivers uh hollywood brown against the rams and jalen waddle against buffalo for the reapers versus stefan diggs at miami and brandon cooks at chicago for the snakes uh the weak link here is marquise brown who has not been great he's been okay but you know you got to be worried when hop gets back that he even takes a more back seat waddle is awesome diggs is awesome and cooks is just steady so give me Awesome digs and steady cooks over Brown and Waddle. Okay. Tight ends. Gerald Everett, who I do want to just reiterate that Tyler picked up as a Hail Mary waiver pickup matchup-wise. Yeah, week literally one. before the game, yeah. Literally before uh, the game. Gerald Everett against Jacksonville versus Irv Smith Jr., a new waiver pickup for me against Detroit. I mean, Gerald Everett is going to get the edge here just because – Oh, hold it. So I, I assume Herbert's going to play. And Everett has been involved. Herb Smith, I mean, he's very, very athletic, very talented. But, boy, did he drop 
a big pass that could have like given him a great game this last week. Um, it's closer than one thinks. I'm going to give it to Everett just because he has been really involved in the offense. And I believe that Minnesota is going to try to get uh, Jefferson and uh, Thielen more involved because they were not this last week. Well, Thielen was getting all the target, or not Thielen. Uh, Jefferson was getting tons of targets, but yeah, just a lot of picks and no catches. Thrown into bad coverage. Um, yeah, I'm really taking a, a dart, dart throw with Irv Smith. So no, it's a good dart throw because he's a good candidate, um, which is why I drafted him. But he just sucked so hard the first game, and I needed room to pick up people with more upside. So that a backup tight end, but he's he's. There's a reason I drafted him late because he does he's athletic and it is an offense that's going to throw. So, in our flexes, we've got Rashad Bateman at New England and C.H. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at Indianapolis for Reapers Snakes. I've got Cordero Patterson at Seattle and Zay Jones at the Chargers. I mean, just based on. Just based on so far usage, I mean, Bateman has been very good uh, for Baltimore. And Edward Solaire has been kind of a surprise for Kansas City. Um, Patterson had a really good week one, a really terrible week two. So is he riding that roller coaster? Is he doing that crevasse? Does does he do it against Seattle? And Zay Jones is just a guy uh, for Jacksonville. Um, he, he had a good week one, and I think he had like five points week two or something. So... You, I got to give it to Bateman and, and CEH. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do with my second flex spot here. I mean, I'm chasing some targets here with Zay Jones, and that's about it. <sighs> this is a lot of commentary for somebody that's not commentating. Yeah, it's not that much. <laughs> um, Reapers, Chargers defense against Jacksonville. Snakes, Cowboys defense at the Giants. Uh, Cowboys at Giants. Giants have done a terrible job of protecting Daniel Jones. He's good for a sack fumble um, or a pick six or something. Um, I mean, charges against Jacksonville is decent, but I think Jacksonville is a, not not as big of a target to beat up on uh, from a defensive standpoint like they were last year. So uh, give me the Cowboys. Uh, Rob, Cowboys yes. defense over yeah. under four and a half sacks against the Giants. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember what they had week one, but didn't they have six? Against week the one, Chargers? they had two sacks and a pick against Brady. Yeah. Week two, they had six sacks on Burrow. Over, it's right at four, four to five. That's, yeah, that's why I set the the, the over-under yeah. there. I'll go under just because if I say over, then I jinx the Cowboys. So let's go under. All right. Superstitious Stanley. Yeah, that's me. All right, Rob, tackle the away team first. That would be the backdoor hot snakes. Talk through right. this bench. Uh, obviously, Mike Evans is suspended, but what else What else are you looking at here? I mean, you can't play Thielen until he's more involved. Um, you know, if he was, I'd rather have him than Zay Jones, but he's not, so I get that. George Pickens has not been the darling that he was in the preseason, um, so he's, not, he's a nothing burger. Michael Carter is interesting. Uh, and so is Dorch, just because, you know, Arizona may have to sling the ball around a lot against the Rams to to do anything. Um, and Dorch gets a lot of that over the middle stuff. So those two guys I look at, if you know, if you were scared of Patterson or Jones, um, 
uh, mostly on the pass because of the pass catching that they, they that they both have. So that's yeah. where I go there. Uh, like you you hit on them both. Michael Carter is probably my number one um, candidate to take my other flex spot. So does Zay Jones. I will probably I'll tell you this now, um, <laughs> especially since I have Monday off um, coming up. Uh, I'll probably be drinking before kickoff on Sunday, and I will tilt hardcore and throw in Dorch, <laughs> catch lightning in a bottle. Um, they just Sunday say, morning. let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Uh, well, what do you the see thing in... is, yeah, go the ahead. The thing is, is I was going to say, if you're if both your flexes now are both 325 and 305 games, so you can wait and see how you're doing before you throw Dorch in and see – how the rest of your team's doing. And if you need to catch that lightning, you can throw Dorch in there for one of those dudes. True. Um, Carter, you'd have to put in because he's a nooner. But anyway. So look at the Reaper's bench. What are you saying here? I mean, so I I know why he's got Marquise Brown in there. I, I, I would, I would think about CeeDee Lamb to be fair, instead of, in, instead of Hollywood, I know he loves Hollywood, but I would I would toy with that. Um, otherwise, the rest of this I wouldn't touch. Okay, let let's take a gander at what Tyler said about oh, this yeah. matchup. Sure. So he says Stafford eats against a shit Cardinals D again. Like I said, Derek Carr was supposed, the Raiders were supposed to eat against oh. that D, and they didn't. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but golf has a good game, too. Running backs are the highest-scoring group in the league this week. So he thinks all four running backs are going to be the highest scorers. Blake's end up sure. has too, Blake ends up having too many question marks at tight end and the flex. Reapers eke out a win. I mean, he's he's mostly right. I don't know that you're, the tight end's that much of a question mark. But you're where you're losing the most is at flex. And I think at running back, but... He must not think that because um, Zeke has done well against the Giants. And if this is a, if, if Zeke's going to have a get well game, it's going to be against this, against this team yeah. um, division and all that. Um, I too will take the Reapers just because of those things. Um, that's why he's favored, but you know, all that has to happen is if, if Zeke and Dalvin cook both have great games, then all bets are off. Yeah. And I, I actually think um, the Cowboys schedule for running defense at the beginning of the year was much harder than it is in the middle of the year. Oh, oh yeah. It was horrendous. Tampa yes. made a start. So yeah. I think, I think Zeke and I mean, with the averages we've seen him run in the first quarter is uh, yeah. yards per care. I think he'll, he'll turn it on here shortly. I mean, but he was the number seven running back last year, something like that. And it was the same exact usage, basically. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, – the dice take Reapers as well. They roll a nine on a D10. Uh, so I refuse to say that Tyler's going to win. So I'm going to take the Snakes. The Snakes. No queen Just on queen. principle. All right. All right. Next up, we've got – the Iowa Corn Wieners at one and one, hosting Scary Terry at zero and two. Currently, Terry is favored to win one thirty-seven to 
121. Corn uh, readers have been kind of thrashed by injury a little bit, but they're going to have Kirk Cousins against Detroit for the quarterback versus Scary Terry Carson Wentz, home against Philly. Two divisional matchups here for these quarterbacks. Right. And, and so if you just. And they're both stats, at home. Correct. And if you look at stats, just, just stats, the averages, you'd say Carson Wentz, especially. Kirk Cousins coming off a three-pick game or four-pick, well, however many turnovers he had in this last game. It was awful against Philly. Um, so that's very much what could happen to Carson Wentz. Um, Detroit, I don't believe. I mean, they're a, a you know a, a, a tough team. They stayed in games, but it's not like their defense is that great. Um, they do have Hutchinson, which is good, and that could cause problems for. Uh, statue Kirk Cousins, but I build this real close, and I actually, because he's back home and playing noon instead of uh, at night, I'm going to give the edge to Cousins for a bounce back. I'm going to stick with uh, the way the numbers say, and Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw to keep up with an explosive Philly offense. Do you mean Carson Wentz? That's what I said. Um Sounded a lot like Kirk Cousins. No, it was definitely Carson Wentz. Okay. Uh, I think I think I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think Carson Wentz is the number two quarterback, fantasy quarterback in the, or no, number two by yardage, I think, in the league right now. Uh, he's that that's possible. He's four in fantasy. Yeah, I think he's number two in yards and number one. I want it, I'm pretty sure is uh, Joe Flacco. Oh, that's highly possible. Yeah, crazy stat. Running backs in this matchup, Iowa Cornwieners has Aaron Jones at Tampa Bay and Brees Hall against Cincinnati versus Najee Harris at Cleveland and David Montgomery against Houston for Scary Terry. Oh, I need to refresh then because I still had Leonard Fournette in there. So I guess uh, Aaron Jones. Okay, so Tampa has a great run defense, which which we know about. However, that doesn't affect Aaron Jones as much because he is the pass catching back. So he will still have a good game. Brees Hall, he's splitting with Michael Carter, but he gets catches. And I mean, so he's going to put up somewhere in the in the teens, you know, low teens, just based on that kind of usage. If Najee is fine, he, he'll do okay. And Montgomery, I mean, if they use him like they did last week where he got, what, in a losing game where they were getting beat pretty well he still had a hundred and what 120 yards i don't even know 22 yards on 15 carries yeah so based on that i gotta give it to Najee and montgomery assuming the bears aren't dumb like they were last year and they keep that usage up yeah i i'm gonna agree with you on that you want you want to say looking at this Najee Harris and David Montgomery without a doubt because Brees Hall does not you know if I can, I don't know what I'm saying because he's splitting time yeah I was gonna go into a whole thing but it's because shut up like I haven't drink um, <laughs> you're just gonna agree with me and say yes Najee and Montgomery I was yes. agree with you in the first place and then I was gonna okay. like launch into an argument defending Aaron Jones and Brees Hall I was like no I'm not gonna no, do that because I already agree with you. All right, let's go. Uh, receivers, Justin Jefferson against Detroit and Jacoby Myers against Baltimore. Hey, he used to be on my team. Um, yeah. Scary Terry has Debo Samuel at Denver and DK Metcalf against Atlanta. I didn't 
DK Metcalf didn't make it into in any of my he, he uh, should have into my front end things. Uh, it's just there's a lot of disappointments in the league. Yeah, DK should have been there instead of Robinson because you drafted DK way before you did Allen Robinson. Yes, he he yeah. should have. Uh, so I guess go ahead and hit on DK for me. What what the hell is going on? But well, the, the reason why I didn't put him in there is he was never he never really was a PPR machine, you know. No, he was a deep ball guy who got big touchdowns because Russell threw it deep. This is not a deep ball team. So he's getting okay. I mean, the first game he, you know, got targets and caught them. The last game he got targets and didn't catch them all. He's averaging less than 10 points per fantasy game, which is not what you want for a number one receiver. That offense is going to be stagnant all year. I, I, I don't like their decision at quarterback. I would rather take the guy that's going to throw picks and at least sling it down the field to give you a chance to win. They've decided to go another way. I don't like DK here. I I mean, even against Atlanta, I don't like him. Um, Debo, I do like. I love Justin Jefferson. And Jacoby Myers is going to be that guy that gives you seven receptions for 70 yards, and he might score, you know, once per year because Jacoby Myers never scores. Yeah. So he's going to get you 14 to 15. So unless DK starts scoring over 10, this is gross. I got to give it to, as long as I, I don't think his was a maintenance day today. He's not really questionable. I got to give it to Jefferson and Myers just because now, obviously DK, uh, DK and Samuel could go both go crazy and wipe the floor with the other two. But until DK shows it, until they show that they're going to play that type of game, give me Jefferson and Myers. Give me the usage. Yeah, I and my the I think Jefferson is Jefferson. It, this match is truly Jefferson versus Debo Samuel. It is because Jacoby Myers is on a lackluster uh, New England offense and against a actually pretty good Baltimore yeah. defense. Uh, pretty good. That just gave up a bazillion yards to Miami. Uh, would you say that uh, Jacoby Myers or say, Jalen Walder, Waller? Okay, but I would say Walter. I would say Baltimore's defense is down a little bit this year. I would say that for one thing, um, and I would say New England isn't what they were game one. They're more like they were game two, and I think they'll I think they'll be a fine middling team. They're going to be around five hundred. Blah blah blah. They're not going to be terrible like they looked yeah. week one. I, I don't. Think, I don't. I don't think you see a. 21 point or whatever point comeback from uh, New England. Well, uh, no, you won't. But you won't. You wouldn't see that from uh, Seattle either. No. So when you say middling offense for New England, I think you're describing Seattle. They are a middling offense. They have not got that run game going, and as a result, they cannot pass consistently. So, but yes, it's, yeah. it's Jefferson versus Debo, and the other two kind of offset and. Jefferson wins because he's better than Debo as far as usage goes. I think he's so. a better receiver too. Anyway, well, yeah, Debo's a better um, running back. <laughs> yeah, tight ends: Mike Kosecki against Buffalo versus Pat Fryermuth against at Cleveland for Terry. I mean, I I would lean the Muth here. Here's the only so because Buffalo's very good defensively. So they have a couple of guys banged up. Uh, they're all world uh, linebacker. I don't even remember his name. I think it begins with an M. 
won't swear to it. But at any, any rate, he's banged up, and there's a couple other guys banged up after that game Monday night uh, that may or may not play. So if they don't play, it kind of opens up for Gasecki a little bit, but there's just too many mouths to feed for Miami to make Gasecki a consistent. You know, he got a lot last week because they were behind, and so they were throw, slinging it all over the place. Uh, so give me fire moves. All right, flexes. Iowa Cornleaners has Tyler Lockett against Atlanta and Curtis Samuel against Philly versus Scary Terry Fournette against Green Bay and DJ Moore against New Orleans. So Samuel has been getting use for Washington. Yes, he has. Um, so I like him. Lockett was eh week one, but was like the leading receiver week two. So I guess it depends. And you're kind of going, you're playing that, you know, the other team's playing Metcalf, you're playing Lockett. So, you know, whoever wins that matchup or whoever gets the most usage in that game, I guess, wins that matchup. Um, Fournette, he's he was questionable last week. He still played. Um, he'll be Fournette. But Green Bay's defense is, is pretty decent. Um, DJ Moore has been non-existent. Um, Baker has been throwing to his his vocal buddy, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot. And DJ Moore has been kind of a, an afterthought. So, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I would give a slight edge. For me, Samuel is the best scorer here. And I, I guess I'll give a slight edge to Lockett and Samuel. Though, if Fournette's healthy, you know, he he could do very well. But the problem is Tampa has so many receivers you know, they, their running game is based on the pass game, based on the run game, based on the pass game. And their pass game looks to be a little stunted this week based on the suspensions and injuries. So, yeah, give me Lockett and Samuel. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, We're going to bring back an old segment here. Um, Blake's Fields pick of the week. Uh-oh. How are you going to feel for that? I feel the flex positions of Fournette and DJ Moore are going to outscore Tyler Lockett and Curtis Samuel. Okay. Uh, DJ Moore, you know, he's the most talented receiver in that core. Uh, Fournette was banged up going into last week's game against New Orleans, still had 25 carries, and I think Green Bay's run defense is probably worse than Seattle's, or not Seattle's, uh, St. Louis. That's still wrong. New Orleans, there we go. Nolens. <laughs> All right. I, I like your feels pick. All right. Defense here. Rams at Arizona for the Wieners versus Packers defense at Tampa Bay for the Terries. God. I think the Packers can, uh, with the line troubles that Tampa has, can get to Brady. But they're both on the road. And the Rams are... A, uh, but Arizona will put up yards, but they could get a, I don't know. It's a toss up. It's I, I, I maybe the Rams by a split hair. It's defensive. I don't care. So looking through the corn wieners bench here, um, like we talked about earlier, Aaron Rodgers is down here on the bench. I think that's where he belongs. Uh, my yeah. issue with this bench in general is you have two people in your IR slot. Yeah, but you've got two empty bench spots. You could be rostering some kind of upside down there. And I don't like that you keeping them empty. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the what's out there. 
that he hasn't gotten. Maybe there's some people people dropped and he's waiting to scoop somebody up. Um, but yeah, there's there's yeah, there's not much here to shake a stick at. Yeah. Nico Collins would probably be the only thing I'm looking at, but I don't know if he finds a way into the roster or another start into the yeah. lineup. Yeah. Uh scary Terry. Um what the hell's going on with Juju Smith Schuster? I mean, just not consistent, you know. That Kansas City offense is just spreading it around um, and playing good defense. So, and they're running the ball. So they don't Can really. Can you need... trust any pass catcher in Kansas City that's not Travis Kelsey? 100% no, you cannot. You don't know week to week. I mean, if you want to have MVS, you know, great. I mean, he got dropped, obviously. He could catch an 80 yard bomb this weekend. Easy peasy. But he could also go three for twenty-two. All right. Um, so here's the biggest piece oh yeah. in this on this bench. Do you put Antonio Gibson in there instead of Fournette? No. No. Even though week to week Antonio Gibson's been outscoring Fournette. Correct. Yeah, I don't. I don't. All right. So, Rob, uh, let's listen to Tyler's take here. All right. Tyler says, I hate everything about this matchup. Wow. Cousins and Jefferson get right for a divi- against a division foe. Wieners win. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Scary Terry here. I just, I, I'm just feeling it. He's going to get. His first win, go one and two. So the dice are going all home teams so far. They're taking the wieners. So this all hinges on your flex spots. If you're right and your flexes win, then Scary Terry wins. If you're wrong, then wieners win. God, I do hate this. I believe that Philly team is for real. I be, believe Carson Wentz struggles struggles like uh, Cousins did, and I'm going to take the Wieners. And you're really stranded me on an island two two matchups in a row. Yeah, so you're either going to kill us or be <laughs> terrible. Yep. All right. No, did we run in the on? We only have one more left, right? All right, our next matchup is the Fighting Hedgehogs hosting the Kegerator. Both teams were one and one. Currently, Kegerator is favored 150 to 136. This is our biggest disparity so far. So So I I had to make sure that I was recording everything's kosher. All right. Uh, Fighting Hedgehogs have Kyler Murray at quarterback against the Rams versus the Kegerator, Lamar Jackson at New England. I mean, after throwing down 70, I guess you got to say Lamar. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Kyler did save his day, especially with overtime. Right. Coming out with 30, but yeah, it's hard to beat 70. Does does New England do what they've always, you know, we've touted them to do, Belichick do? Do they take away the quarterback run or what? No, they'll try to take away somebody. They'll try to take away... You know, like Rashad Bateman, they'll try to take away. I mean, if they're smart, they try to take away um, Andrews. 
Okay. That's what that's what I would do if I was New England, is try to take Andrews away. All righty, I think he's good enough, but I think that's what they would try to do. At running back, we've got Joe Mixon at the Jets and Daryl Henderson Jr. at the Cardinals versus the Kegerator with Austin Eckler against Jacksonville and a hopeful Kamar, Alvin Kamara at Carolina. Kamara sat out last week. We didn't talk about any injuries. I don't know what his current status is. I mean, you said it right there. He's hopeful. Plus the fact that Austin Eckler, he's gotten catches, but he has yet to break 40 yards rushing this year on multiple carries. Like he's been in the teens and he's gotten 30s both weeks. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, I don't know all of a sudden, just because you've got a quarterback that's all beat to hell, that all of a sudden you can run the ball. Uh, Joe Mixon has been Joe Mixon, and the Jets aren't that great. And Daryl Henderson has been pretty much the guy since Cam Akers is still trying to get back into playing shape. So give me Mixon and Henderson. Imagine if you were the kegerator with the running back pair of Eckler Eckler and Camara in 2019. Oh, yeah, you're like, dude. (laughs) What did I get? The fourth and fifth pick? Yeah. Uh, receivers. Hedgehogs have Jamar Chase at the Jets. Same, uh, you know, we talk about stacking a lot, but it's all right to stack a, a running back and a receiver in Cincinnati's kind of offense when they're when they're on anyway. Right. Um, and also A.J. Brown, who got banged up last week at Washington. Here, now he's at Washington this week. Uh, receivers for Kegerid. We've got Tyreek Hill against Buffalo coming off a massive game. And then head-to-head receivers, we got T. Higgins also at Jets. So uh, where this hinges for me is Cincinnati likes to do tradesies. So the first week was a Jamar Chase week. Second week was more of a T. Higgins week. So this week will be a Jamar Chase week. So give me Chase and A.J. Brown. Yeah, they uh, they like to do what um, Russ did up in Seattle for a couple right. of years. Right. Uh, Hill will still be fine. I mean, he could get loose for a big one, but I just, I think Chase and Brown are the plays this week. Yeah, I was just doing a little bit of look. Um, a looky-loo? A little yeah, quick, didn't, didn't little, AJ little Brown go stare? out during the game last, or on Monday night? I don't remember. I thought he did. Yeah, like for like a play or two. Oh, okay. Back. Yeah. He just didn't get, he, didn't get very much work in the game in general. Uh, eight, five of eight for 69. Yeah. I mean, he did fine. Um, it was more Devonte Smith kind of night and Dal- Dallas Goddard. So. All right. Tight ends. Speaking of, Speaking which, of Dallas Goddard here for the hogs at Washington. So I do want to say now that we've listed down a little bit, does it concern you to have in your starting lineup, two Eagles and two Bengals? I mean, in a in a vacuum, no. But yes, it does cap your upside. I mean, normally AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard are not going to go each go for a hundred, and, and that's what you're looking for, right? Who's the guy that's going to give me the most? Goddard will probably give you a good game regardless. But are they both going to give me hundred and, and score? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, you're just, you're just Waller, got... yeah. You've got, you've got a lot of balls in only two NFL matchups this week. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry so much about Mixon and Chase because there's there's plenty of um, times where Mixon can run for 100 and Jamar Chase goes over 100. That's, that's 
you know, that's happened in the past where you're running back over. I mean, when you destroy a team, receiver over 100, running back over 100, quarterback over three, that happens from time to time. Yeah. But a receiver and a tight end, that rarely happens unless you're Kansas City and you've got Tyreek Hill and uh, Kelsey. It just Otherwise, it just doesn't. Yeah. On the other side of this tight end matchup, the kegerator has Darren Waller at Tennessee, which, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Do you see right. uh, a passing resurgence uh, with Darren Waller and Devontae Adams both getting attention? Not Now, Adams isn't in this matchup, but it's the same kind of conversation. I mean, his so his usage was about the same. He got more targets in this last game, but he got less yards than he did in the first game. Waller, who I'm talking about. The reason he scored more was because he scored a touchdown. You know, otherwise, so like 11 to 17 was the difference there. You take those six points away, he's 11 points based on receptions and yards. That, that's, that's okay, but that's not what you're looking for on, you know, from an elite tight end perspective. Uh, but Goddard hasn't been much different. He got nine and 13. Hey, guess what that averages? 11. So it's whoever you think is going to get the touchdown. Uh, and in this... I mean, I don't know. I would, I'm going to assume that both teams should be able to have their way. So for me, this is really just a toss-up. Whoever scores the touchdown wins this matchup. Is is it Waller going to get another one two games in a row, or is Goddard going to get his first tight or tight end first touchdown of the season? I think it's more likely, just based on percentages, that Goddard gets his first touchdown of the season and wins this matchup. Okay. Flexes. Hedgehogs has Tony Pollard at the Giants. And Robbie Anderson, aforementioned, against the Saints versus the kick Raider has Deontay Johnson at Cleveland and Devonta Smith at Washington. So just based on the fact you, you have to hope Pollard, just because of usage, that Pollard hits a home run like he did. Well, he almost did in this last game. They yeah. called him short, right? He um, still ended up getting the touchdown, but yeah. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. A one-yarder. I got to give it to Smith and Johnson just based on, I, I think they're now going to involve Devonta Smith more. I think the first game was just a, Hey, look at our new toy. Yeah. I think what's fascinating in this matchup is that it's the keg Raider has the twos and yeah. the hogs have the ones of the same teams. Higgins right. and Smith versus chase and AJ Brown. <laughs> so what a fucked up matchup. Uh, defense is here, Ravens at New England, and Bills at Miami. So uh, Bills are the better defense, but Miami is not awful on offenses we've seen. Ravens have been exposed on defense, but New England is average to below average on offense. So they're both on the road. I guess it's how hot is it in Miami? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that wears the defense out especially if Miami can stay on the field and they're used to it. So, I mean, I don't know. This one's a toss-up. You pick it. Me pick? Um, don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll give the edge to the Bills just because they rotate so many people on that defensive line. Yeah. And Tua being, yeah, being a shorter quarterback, he's probably going to throw one that gets tipped at the line and picked. So I'll go with the Bills, too, because I think they have, I have him in at least one. I have him in the Dynasty League. So, Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Let's talk about the Hogs bench. I'm looking at, I mean, maybe a Logan Thomas. New, he has a new ad for the tight end position. 
But also the most interesting piece here, J.K. Dobbins maybe plugging yep. him in instead of it. Tony Pollard. Yes, 100%. Uh, supposed 100%. to be back plays. this week. Yes. If J.K. Dobbins today. has a good game, he's going to have a way better game than Tony Pollard will. Correct. Yes. If he if he's cleared before the weekend, you're putting him in instead of Pollard. 100% true. Yes. Let's see. The Kegerators bench. I scrolled up too far. Uh, James Robinson, we had mentioned him earlier. I don't know if you find a place for him, but he might be a piece that he might be a piece that you trade. I don't know. I mean, you you put him in if Kamara somehow doesn't play again. Oh, yes. But then I mean you've also got other pieces here. You know, Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds are both number one running backs on their offenses. Yeah, I, I'm probably not in love with Chase Edmonds this week. Singletary could be all right. Um, but then, you know, how how much is Buffalo going to commit to the run? I don't know. Um, so I'd probably stay where you're at and, unless um, Kamara's out. Then I, I'd put Robinson in just because you know you got a floor there. All right. So Tyler says with the Kegs Hogs, it's a really close matchup. I am not playing Kamara or Dobbins, even if they are active. Well, solid. Uh, Kegerator with a close win, as the Hedgehogs have problems between picking between Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. I mean, he's got Henderson in, which I think is the right pick, so I don't get that one. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. So, <laughs> so he's taking go, Keg? I'm going to go Dice first. All right. Dice, with its first away team, takes Kegerator. Ooh, who are you taking? Um, I'm going to let you go the first because I don't no, know. No, I haven't gone last yet. No, I've never gone last yet. We get to go second to last this time. That's not true. You've gone last every time. Fine. Um, God. Come on. I, I'm going to have to give the slight edge to K Grader just because I think Lamar scores a lot more than Murray, even though I think the running backs are going to be better for hedgehogs. I think the receivers are very close, but I gave the edge there. I think the tight end, and then I think the flexes, and then I think the defense. So it is very close. It's probably a five to 10 point win for K Grader. That's so annoying. Why? <laughs> because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm leaning towards the hogs. I mean, we were to talking take, to take them, dude. Take them. I'm taking the hogs, but go three lone wolves. Three, three lone wolves. Well, you could really take a commanding lead this year. God, it's so disgusting. Yeah. At least there's no money on this. All right, our I'm last six, matchup. Six and four this year so far, by the way. Six and four this year. Blake five and five. Tyler three and seven tied with the dice. Oh, I don't have that part blocked for me. Oh, well. It, oh, yeah, last, last week, you and I both went three and two. Nice. Look at us. All right. Final matchup. The Hawaiian Shakas, 2-0, hanging on to that Commissioner's Cup for dear life. I, I really want it back. I just need, I need to wait for my matchup. Uh, they are also against the 2-0 Fly Eagles. We really Fly. don't need to do it. We don't really I'm need gonna to do it. I'm going to do it. No, no. Let's, oh, let's yes. Yes, no, yes. Tyler would be so mad at me if I didn't do it. No, 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 no,
right. So that's where I wish Tyler would cut it off is after the touchdown one, two, three, because I think that's a more uh, natural exit for it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, definitely got to play that one. So currently Fine. the Shakas are favored 150 to 138 over Eagles fly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shakas are going to throw out Pat Mahomes at Indianapolis versus Tua newly acquired against Buffalo. So now I guess I have to do all the talking since this is your matchup. Yeah, I'll just throw I in never a do penny the or two. Yeah, I'll throw in a penny or two, but that's it. All right, so looking at this for the first time ever, I think Tua's going to have issues against Buffalo. Um, if you were talking about a quarterback who has the uh, ability and the weapons to go one for one with Buffalo, it's Tua and the Miami Dolphins. But Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs have shown that they will be dominant. doesn't matter what they're doing. So I'm going to go Pat Mahomes here. Yeah, um, the only reason I put newly acquired Tua in, just to tell you, is because uh, Russell Wilson has an even worse matchup, and they've been playing like crap uh, and playing against San Francisco. I don't love that matchup either, so I went with the upside. Yeah, the upside is there. Uh, uh, running back, especially since I'm going to lose, or I'm, you know, favored to lose, I should say. Running backs, Nick Chubb against Pittsburgh and Damian Harris. Did he get banged up last week? Did he come back from that? Yeah, he did because he doesn't have an injury marker okay. this week. Uh, on my screen, I don't see uh, injury tags. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Shockers have Chubb and Damian Harris. Eagles Fly have CMC, a pretty – I guess he had over 100 last week, so not the worst yeah. showing. Yeah. Not a, C, no. not a CMC caliber showing, but also was, DeAndre Swift, who has looked fantastic. He's right. at Minnesota. He was hurt last week, had like, what, eight touches and still scored in the teens, so – yeah, I think this is pretty clear cut, even though Nick Chubb has been pretty monstrous the first couple of weeks. Oh my God. Um, has he has he ever? Yeah. Let's let's go CMC and DeAndre Swift by a landslide. Cool. Um receivers. I thought you were gonna respond to that, Rob. Doesn't matter. Oh, moving on. I'm, moving I'm on. With, receivers. Cooper Cup at Arizona and Garrett Wilson against Cincinnati for the Hawaiian Shakas versus Michael Pittman potentially coming off an injury against Kansas City and Cortland Sutton. Uh, can we say disappointing yet? Because just based on the hype for Cortland Sutton, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, he's gotten eighteen targets in two games, um, seventy-two yards the first week, one hundred and twenty-two last week. So. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the, the week one usage came in the, the, the garbage bullshit time where Russ got over 300 and all that jazz. Um, I think Michael Pittman and I think this is truly Michael Pittman versus Garrett Wilson, and Cooper cup. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think it's a bad matchup, like you said, for the Denver offense. So it's the Shaka's faux show. I mean, when you have cup, it's, it's a win. I don't care. I mean, yeah, I may I may have a good week, but it's cup. Come on. And Garrett Wilson, as we saw last week, gets a lot of targets. He does. Tight ends in this matchup, we got Hawaiian Shakas uh, have Travis Kelsey at Indianapolis yeah. versus yeah, let's, yeah let, let's move on. Knox at Miami. Bad yeah, news. Bears yeah, for Fly Eagles. Fly. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Flex. Michael Thomas at Carolina and Miles Sanders at Washington for Shakas 
and Damian Pierce at Chicago and Jeff Wilson Jr. at Denver for Eagles fly. This is also a move on and stop talking about it situation, in my opinion. Miles Sanders has looked fantastic this year. He's getting a lot of efficiency on the ground. Michael Thomas, I don't – how did he – he didn't – none of the New Orleans guys did well last week, but he still got six of nine for 65 and a touchdown last week. I mean, I don't think – you can't expect those touchdowns to continue. He's got two in week one, one in week two. But the targets and the efficiencies there, maybe you can't expect that. I mean, I think I it's Michael Thomas and Miles Sanders for sure here. Uh, it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping Wilson keeps getting the love and doesn't get hurt. And there was some good talk about Pierce uh, this week, and he got way more usage than uh, week two than week one. And I just think it continues to increase. So I'm hoping this is the week he breaks out. So that's why he's in there. All right. So but, I'm taking a could, look. You could talk about my bench, you know. Oh, I'll look at it. Uh, defenses. I mean, I really, I, I never care about the defense, honestly. I wish we would get rid of it. Um, Shaka's their bench. Let's take a look at Terry McLaurin and Amari Cooper are your biggest pieces on the bench here that I would look at getting into your starting lineup. Um, the Niners defense against Denver might be interesting, uh, but the Saints are more of a lockdown defense. So uh, Cooper's, I mean, Cooper, what was, what was his fucking targets last week? I mean, he had a lot. Nine, he caught nine of ten targets for 101 and a touchdown. It yeah. see, maybe uh, Jacoby Beef Brisket finally is looking at targeting his best weapon on offense, and I look at threading him in here somewhere. Yeah, but I don't know you where. Could. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, fly Eagles fly. Let's keep looking and continue to look. And I've now stopped looking. I hate it. I mean, uh, ETN maybe instead of Damon Pierce. No, no. Because your your top half is not touched. You're, you're the only thing we're talking about here is your tight end and your flexes. You don't have a backup tight end on the roster. And I don't think you bench Jeff Wilson just on volume sake. So then you're looking at Elijah Moore or Allen Robinson to throw in throw throw in there instead of Damon Pierce, and that's that's going to be a game time decision. Correct. Yeah, I mean Robinson was in there, and I decided to change to Pierce just because on some things I read. Um, But I could I could switch that back. I could uh, decide to drink with Blake on Sunday and pivot early and put Robinson back in. Especially since he has, since he does have a nice tasty matchup against Arizona, that that might be what happens. All right, so let's tackle dice first. Dice is this a two. Is... Dice takes the Eagles fly. Wow, they're dumb. Um, Tyler takes the Shakas and yeah. says a whole lot of words. All right, Tyler says, "Can I, I read cannot... it?" Okay. Yeah, go ahead and read it. I have them sharing that screen. I cannot trust Russ until I see the offense open up. I'm fine playing Tua in what could be a down week against the Buffalo D, but Tyreek or Waddle can break a big one at any point, uh, hence why I'm playing him. I think Miami's slant quick scheme matches well against Buffalo's pass rush in the end. 
oh, in the end, Shaka has too much firepower to overcome. Wins every position except running back. Shaka's go three and zero and extend their commissioner up reign. And I agree. I have running backs, and the rest is yeah. Yep. So what are you? So you're saying Eagles fly? I mean, you're For saying me? Yes. Uh, I am also saying Shaka's. Wow. So we had no queen sweeps. No queen sweeps. And again, in case you weren't listening or you missed it earlier, I've got the lead for picks so far this year. So by one over Blake. All right. Um, that is it for this week's episode. I uh, hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Yeah, enjoy. Good luck to everybody, except, you know, the Shakas, I guess. Um, otherwise, we're going to have Hewlett List play us out, boys. Let's have a great week. Bye.